60 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon. It's a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here for the next couple of hours, glad you've elected to spend some of your morning uh, with Trent and myself. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, bottom of the hour, we will talk NFL. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, as busy as we were yesterday, the NFL had another week for the most part come and go, and we never said a a word about the NFL. So we'll catch up with Frank Schwab uh, at the bottom of the hour. Lots of topics to get to, including one that Adam Schefter threw out there last night on the pre game show that's certainly getting a lot of interest, particularly in the Windy City. We'll get into that. Uh, at, the, at 11 o'clock, Scott Miller is going to join us, national writer from Bleacher Report. He covers baseball. Of course, tonight, game one of the World Series. It's the Nationals. It's the Astros. It's terrific pitching matchups, particularly the first couple of days, at least you would assume. And then we're going to do a little basketball. No, not the NBA. No, 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 no. Not, uh, by the way, happy opening day to you, Trent. <laughs> thank you, thank I you. I know you've been I've counting been, down the yeah, days. I have been, I have been. Opening day, the NBA tonight, a couple of games. Uh, we like the NBA in April and May and June. Exactly, and Christmas Day. Christmas Day, and that's Christmas most day. for you too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, NBA opens tonight. But we're going to talk college basketball with one of our regulars who will join us every Monday uh, during, well, once we get through football season, certainly January, when conference play gets here. Rob Doster from NBCSports.com, college basketball talk, uh, one of their guys, and Rob's our guy each and every Monday, and fortunate to have him. Of course, Travis Hines, I think, uh, moonlights and writes some stuff mm-hmm. that uh, uh, college basketball talk, part of NBC Sports. But we've got Rob Doster. We're going to have a zero win on the um, the two needle mover conferences, the Big Ten and the Big Twelve, and move around a little bit um, from there. But certainly, our focus will be on the Big Ten and Big Twelve. That's no doubt. That's where we're going to be looking at Michigan State preseason number one. Kansas in the top five. No surprise there, though the future uh, might be a little bit different for the Jayhawks. But speaking of the future, do you see Kansas and Missouri got together? Yes, good for them. Now do it yes. in football. Yes, that, that's Do the it next in football. step. Yep. Absolutely. And maybe this is the opening salvo to get that opened up. But one game in Kansas City, then home and homes, four games. I thought two games in Kansas. Well, and then at the back end that's of it. That's what it is? Okay. Yes. So that's years gotcha. one and six of the contract yep. will be in Kansas City. The middle four alternating between the two campuses. The way it should be done. Absolutely. Good job, Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, so, so as you started to mention, maybe this will be uh, you know the first domino to fall and <laughs> we'll get some of those matchups back that uh, we lost due to realignment. And Now um, Texas and Texas yeah, A&M get absolutely. together in football. There's a whole bunch of them we'd love yes. to see. But this is good. This is the first one and um, it was overdue, but glad that it finally got together. All right, so I want to run this by you, Mr. Bears fan. Because okay. this was on, uh, this was part of um, Monday Night Football Countdown, right, is what they call it? Yes, yeah. Pretty good show. Susie Culber, uh, Steve Young, Matt Hasselback, Randy Moss. Uh, like that crew. Shefty's part of it. Mortensen's part of it. I'm missing somebody? I don't think so. I think you got him. I think I got him. You got the major players at the very least. Quick aside, did you see Randy Moss and Tom Brady's interview together? I did not, but I heard good. about it. It yes. was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Look, Randy Moss, is. I think he's good at what he does there. I'm right there with you. I, I was, when they were looking Skeptical. for the Monday Night Crew... 
two years ago, I wanted Randy Moss to be that guy. Yeah, He's a little different. He's mm-hmm. a West Virginia guy. He's got a little bit of that drawl, but he has been so good going back to when he started at Fox. And I was the same way. Randy Moss, really? Well, Randy Moss, Chris Weber. I mean, to two guys yep. that you wouldn't think that would be entertaining in the television booth. Mm-hmm. And I think Chris Weber's terrific. I know that um, that's maybe not the majority out there uh, feel that way. I think he, I think he does a really good job, and I, I'm convinced um, that Randy Moss is equally as good. So, anyways, uh, back to Schefter. Adam Schefter laid this out, I thought, and made a really strong case because... You know, when you when you see guys that have played their entire career and had a ton of success, you know, perfect world, the guy always gets the girl, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect world in sports, guy gets to stay with the team that he started with, especially if they have some success in you. You you want Brady to, I mean, I'm not me necessarily, but I'm guessing Patriots fans want Brady to, the Patriots uniform to be the one and only one that they ever wear. And, you know, that happens in sports. But a lot of times with big-name guys, I mean, Emmett Smith was an Arizona Cardinal. Yes. Tony Dorsett was a Denver Bronco. Willie Mays ended his career with the, the Mets. The Mets, right. Johnny Unitas was a Charger. There aren't a whole lot of Mr. Padres, no. Tony Gwynn. <laughs> Precisely. Kirby Puckett. There's not many guys yeah, that... that shortstop in Baltimore. Right. Those are few and far between. Right. That's the world that we live in, and it's a good thing. You guys have the ability to move on. They're not indentured servants. They can Mm -hmm. go on and they can play in other cities. But if you're a Patriots fan, for what this guy was, what he has meant, you would hate to see him in any other uniform other than the Patriots. Did you, watching the game last night, see an old Tom Brady or a business-as-usual Tom Brady? He looked completely different than the guy I've seen over the last month. Good point, because he's, and it's the offensive line, a lot of it's based on the offensive line. Um, they, they've got a lot of injuries there. Receivers, although they traded for one overnight, so, so they win the game. Yep. i got to tell you what Belichick did in the middle of the game. I'm not sure you're watching as well. He's just he's, he's one step ahead of the rules committee. Not a shocker. Seemingly every year, and we've seen this numerous times out of him. We saw it again last night. But he picked up uh, uh, Sanu, former Rutgers receiver, mm-hmm. uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. Really good slot receiver. He's a good player. He's yeah. a good player. And um, so the, the Patriots rather gave up, I think, a second, did I see? Second or third? Was second, second, but a second for them is basically like a third. Yeah, it's pick 62. Yes. <laughs> right? 60, 60, 64. 63, 64, right, right in that range. Right in that range. Um, it's just unbelievable. Because they're going to do it again, they aren't are, they? They are. They're going to do it again. Crazy. Just tip your cap to them. I'm sick of being sick of them. But, but to your Brady point, you know, I, and I don't remember if I said to it, it to you on air or off, but it was, do we need to start having the conversation about Brady, and is it over? Are we going to look stupid yeah. by bringing it up? And I think I brought it up, and I look stupid now because he apparently we trans- do this so many times with Tom Brady and this Patriots team. Now, they were winning games. It was because of the defense, mm-hmm. and so the conversation certainly wasn't a national one. But he looked old. There were times where he looked like an old quarterback that didn't the want to get hit. The father time had finally caught yes. up to him when he had eluded and been the only one. Mm-hmm. I know Gordy Howe did, too. Gordy Howe played in the NHL in his 50s. I mean, think about that. Nuts. It's crazy. But, but Tom Brady uh, at quarterback... Um, had been able to elude Father Time until this point. And I thought last night, Trent, I saw Tom Brady that looked like Tom Brady. Has, yeah, hasn't you know, missed a, yeah. So essentially the rumor is that, not rumor, this isn't rumor, this is true. He is selling his house, the one with the moat around it. Okay. The one with him and Giselle spent all that money in New England to mm-hmm. build this house. They've sold their one of their other properties, apparently. His contract is up. He can get out of his contract at the end of this year. And the speculation, and it's just pure speculation, but why sell your house if you're going to remain in New England? Mm. You're not going to be, you're not building, there's no, no desire to rebuild. Wants to move it downsize? Down I doubt it. <laughs> I 
I mean, no. It's hard to come up with a realistic scenario for a guy that is the second income earner in that family, by the yeah, way. That's a good point. His wife makes more money. Yes, You she know, does. this beautiful house that we built, we don't really need it anymore. Her salary dwarfs his salary. Yeah. I mean, think about that. It's crazy. But anyway, so Schefter brought that up on the show last night. His theory, and you know what? I don't think it's crazy. This isn't pie in the sky no. thinking. No, okay. this is this is this isn't screaming A Smith. <laughs> this is Adam Schefter, who you know I think he's a pretty straight shooter, Measured. He's kind of a nerd type of dude. Yes, but, yeah, but that's okay. He's a news guy, right? He went and jumped up. He did the Lambo leap last week, <laughs> yep. and you know he always runs when they. Oh, no, that's not him. That's uh, that's Rich Eisen that runs at the combine. The forty, yeah, yeah. But but Schefter did some NBA stuff. Remember when he was a sideline reporter a couple of times a few years back? I he's, do. He's a little goofy. Yes, a little goofy. And he, I think he caught a pass from the um, um, from the machine, machine, the jugs machine, the jugs machine that just yeah, and knocked him over. Anyways, he does that type of stuff. But that I think his reporting is spot on. I do. Yeah, I agree. I think he's very well connected. Uh, formerly Denver Post, then got to the NFL Network. He was there for a cup of coffee, and ESPN snapped him up. <laughs> um, his theory is Tom Brady. I mean, what's left for them to do, right? What's left for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Well, to win another ring without one another. Belichick can't win without Brady. What comes first? Kind of the chicken of the egg, right? It is. Does yes. does Brady win without Belichick? Well, does Belichick win without Brady? Well, let's find out. And maybe at the end, the speculation is that this relationship, albeit for I mean, I have no idea how long Brady wants to play. Certainly he's been able to outrun Father Time so far. And the team Trent that's getting the most buzz. There are two of them. The Tennessee Titans. Tennessee because Titans. Because they need they got a lot of pieces, but they need a quarterback. But there's a team that has a, more pieces that needs a quarterback, and that's your Bears. They do need a quarterback. They do need a quarterback. And that's, that's the understatement of the morning. That's not happening like uh, the trade deadline's a week from today. This is that's the, not right. yeah, this isn't gonna happen in the next seven days. Can it? Please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would work for me. I mean, the Bears move the needle in this market. The Patriots, not so much. Um, but I think it makes sense on the surface. If, indeed, these guys want to, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, Belichick would be able to win one without Brady, and I'm not sure that Brady would win one with Matt Nagy. But what's left for them to do? What other challenge do they possibly have? Belichick, 67 years old. Brady, 42 Take one shot, do it by themselves, and to bring a Super Bowl to Chicago. Mm-hmm. If Brady could do that, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about cementing a legacy. My guess is Cappy's of Cappy's phone bank today is full of those calls. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Cappy tomorrow, and this will be. I'm not sure it'll be topic. Well, it might be topic. It might be. Yeah. One. Um, I think Schefter might be onto something here. I really do. It's not a crazy theory. I understand it at the very least where he's coming from with this idea. These guys. Wanting to give it a shot on their own. Now, Belichick still has the miraculous 11-5 and year with Matt Castle mm-hmm. as his quarterback when we found out what Matt Castle was as a quarterback yep. afterwards. But even that year, they went 11-5. and But his other quarterback that uh, he let get out of town, Brissett's putting up a nice resume on his own. How about Jimmy Garoppolo? And Jimmy Garoppolo, another one, right? Yeah. A couple of guys that would look there. And for a while, it felt like that was going to be the ascension plan, that it was going to be Garoppolo mm-hmm. was going to take over, and then... Father Time never caught up with Tom Brady. Now it's Jared Stidham. Yeah, yeah. Former Baylor and Auburn quarterback. What's more impressive? Belichick in the next two years, after this season, two years, he's got two years to win a Super Bowl with Jared Stidham or Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with another team. 
Hmm. Be it the Bears, Jacksonville, Tennessee, whatever it may be. See, I still think you gotta have the quarterback. I really do. Although Belichick last night, right? Let me let me tell this story. And folks that were watching the game, and I think a lot of people started to watch. You, how much? Yeah. When did you quit? I, I had it on in the background, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, why, by, why would you? Was it twenty four nothing? Twenty four, and, and then twenty six. Um, and then I think 33. What did it end? 33? I don't even yeah, know if yeah. it did. Um, but so there's 11 minutes left in the football game. And okay. the Patriots had crossed into Jets territory, but the drive stalled. All right. They were going to punt instead of going for it. They were going to punt, you know, pooch kick it to okay. try and pin them deep. Belichick wanted to back the punter up a little bit. Give him a little breathing room. So the, yep. he lets the play clock run out. Gase knew what he was up to. Mm-hmm. Declines the penalty. Oh, we're not going to give you that. Absolutely. That extra shot, extra five yards for your punter? No. No. We'll decline Declines it. the penalty. Referee winds the clock, as he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Just before they were to snap the ball, one of the linemen purposely false started. Because if it was back-to-back that delay would, That would have been a 15-yarder. Right. 15-yard fifteen yard penalty. Belichick didn't want that. But he gets the false start by somebody just bobbing their head or something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Purposely. <laughs> Gase declines it. Oh. Wind the clock. So instead of punting with 11.05 left mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, I mean, the game's out of hand, right? Everybody yeah. wants to go home. Belichick's doing everybody a favor. He's just running the clock. Absolutely. They finally punt with 9.22 Belichick had found a hole in the rule book mm-hmm. that allowed him to do that. Purposely, false starts after the delay a game penalty so they didn't get the 15-yarder, which wouldn't have hurt them in the long run. But this is just a this is just when everybody, the rules committee and every all the 31 other coaches in the league are playing checkers and Belichick's playing chess. I love that. He is so smart. This isn't the first time he's done it. He has circumvented the rules. Time and time again, he is such a brilliant coach. So I bring that up because I still am of the belief that I don't know if he has all those Super Bowl rings without Tom Brady. Because Belichick's a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Brady has, he's had good defenses, don't get me wrong. He's had some players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had some dudes. You know, Harrison and, I mean, the, the linebackers. Teddy Bruski. Teddy Bruski and uh, McGinnis and the big uh, the big dude in the middle that, uh, uh, the big nose guard that ended up in Houston. Oh, my God. I'm dry, he's, uh, where's the overalls? Um, yes, yes, I know who you're exactly. I can picture him. Is it, oh, God. Age. No, don't. I, I, I want to get this on my own. Okay. I'm not going to get it on my own. I can picture him. Richard Seymour? No, he's, he was there, too. There's another good one. Um, but oh, I know who you're talking God. about. And I can't come it's up. It's not Willie. It's uh. Oh, this is bad radio. Well, people are used to that. Though it's ten to noon. Um, give me his initials. V W. Vince Wolford. Yes. I said Willie. I kind yeah, of yeah, again. Yeah. I'm gonna give myself no points. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's had some dudes on defense, but this defense this year, man, they are legit. I mean, legit in a big way. So this Patriots team is the favorite. What yes. Do, what derails them? What's a team AFC? Is it a healthy Chiefs team? No, you know The defense what? isn't it, good enough? I don't think it is. And I'm not sure Baltimore's defense is. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're better than the Chiefs. Look, John Harbaugh... <laughs> Should get consideration for coach of the year. I mean, it's a long way to go. I get it, yeah. right? I get it. 
But when Lamar Jackson was taken in the first round, what did you think? Reach? Yes. I mean, Reach. he throws passes like he's throwing a dart at a dartboard. Developmental pick. Right. Yeah, good college player, but yes. eh, it's not going to play in the NFL. No. Don't look now. This team is, okay, they're 5-2, and two, but they're in front of their division, and they're three games in front of their division. They just went into Seattle and won. And that's impressive, Trent, yes. because that building is tough to win in, and Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson, and he's an MVP candidate, but so is the Ravens quarterback. Jackson mm-hmm. is having a phenomenal year. I think, or your Colts. And I still think that might be the team built best to beat the Patriots in the AFC. I still don't think they can. Can they go in there in an AFC championship or even a divisional round? Know, both of those lines, Trent. Games are won and lost in the trenches. I yeah. know it's cliche, but both sides of the Colts, I mean, they are stacked. Did you see uh, Sunday Quentin Nelson lined yes. up in the backfield? I did. <laughs> he just, did you see that dude? shot out of a... He looked like a safety, you know, coming in and making a play. Well, he looked like a warrior. I mean, can you imagine that with all that <laughs> that uh, uh, stuff on his face? Oh, my God. He's so he's awesome. good. He doesn't mean guard. Went sixth overall pick and nobody flinched. Mm-hmm. Great pick, great pick. He's a guard. I mean, I, that's not too many years ago. If you didn't take a quarterback, a receiver, a running back, your fan base was apoplectic. Now? Yeah, you got to fill the left tackle. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But a guard? <laughs> that's rare. And, and that was a great pick. I mean, he might have lasted too long. Solidified yes. what they're trying to do, and that is a physical football mm-hmm. team. And Marlon Mack's healthy. Yeah. He's about as good as you're going to find. Yeah. I mean, physical runner on he top is. of it. Brissett is good, solid, mm-hmm. top 15, top half quarterback. Well, yeah, well I think so, for yeah, sure. So, yeah. and, and look at the adversity. I mean, this team's quarterback, this one of the best quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. decided the week before the season started, essentially, that he can't play. They just, his mind's, and I'm not criticizing Andrew Luck. Good for you for yeah, walking yeah. away. You know, if you're not into it, don't, nobody's forcing you to play it. You know, we, we as fans like to think that we have a say. We don't have a say in a guy's life. Now, I'm going through the same thing with my hockey team. Our best defenseman decided a week before the season started, you know, I don't th- I'm not into it. And Bufflin quit. Really? You quit. Um, that one flew over my radar. Yeah, everybody else's too. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what was that guy's name? Hockey? Get back to football, would you? Uh, and we will. Iowa State's football schedule for 2020 was released. That's early, right? I mean, this is seemingly earlier than normal. I, is it? I not, don't. I thought the Big Twelve was always last for some reason. Well, the Big Twelve does it differently, though. I mean, SEC Big Ten schedules are done years in advance, and that's the difference. Iowa's schedule has been out for years. Their twenty twenty schedule. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the reasoning behind it is for the Big Twelve. Is it the Big Twelve wants to massage the matchups just because they know at the end of the season there's going to be a rematch, regardless? There's going to yes. be a rematch. Yeah, absolutely. In the Big Twelve, yep. and because of that. Mm-hmm. They have to be a little bit. It's so more you're delicate. telling me I should look when Oklahoma and Iowa State play in 2020 because we don't want that that matchup to be too close to the championship game. Glass all the way full, maybe, maybe. And they play the seventh, and now it's homecoming. They play early, yeah, 17th of October. So South Dakota at Iowa, UNLV, Texas Tech because they they come here to Ames. At Kansas, at Okie State, Oklahoma, a Thursday night game, Trent. Yes, Kansas State coming to Jack Trice. So they get a bye on the 24th, and then we'll play, and then they get a bye after that, obviously. That's Saturday. Uh, so they've got three games in November. They've got, uh, no, they don't. It's 4-4-4. Four, 4-September, four, four 4-October, four 4-November. Four 
bye week would be and is that what am, am I missing something here? So nope. only one bye week? Yeah, this is the weird schedule year. This is the one that we get every okay. whatever it is, five, six years that there's the double bye kind of built into it. And that did you goes see away when the season, season starts? September doesn't start till September 5th, so there's no August football next year. Well, yet. Well, and there will be because we saw Week 0 this year, mm-hmm. and, and as popular as Week 0 was with Florida-Miami playing, we're going to see a Week 0 game. There's no there's doubt. There's no, no doubt in my mind. I mean, it's too, it's too much money for the television networks, right? Now, they got basically the way they got the waiver from the NCAA this year is they used it. Well, this is a kickoff to the 150th year of college right. football. right. What are they going to do, 151? No, no, but you know what that was? That was a convenient excuse in case it falls flat. Well, we wanted to celebrate. We wanted to do something 50 to start the celebration a little earlier. It didn't work. We won't do it again. Well, they're going to do it again. Hawaii will be playing, I'm sure, right? Yeah, they, in the week yeah, zero, as they always so. do. They did last year, yeah, or this year, rather. And they have for a while. Have they? Yes, yeah. Hawaii... Hawaii they play, when did they year. play Colorado State? Was that two years ago? I or think was that, so. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, let's do a real quick hit on this. Baseball tonight. Why can't the Nationals win this thing? And here's the other thing. If you're Max Scherzer, aren't you, I don't know, sick about hearing about Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole's great. Yeah, well, Scherzer's not chopped liver. He isn't. And Max Scherzer will take anything and he'll fly off the handle and be a psychopath, which is beloved by me. Mm-hmm. I Love Max Scherzer. How many times I told you we'd be sitting there during June, July, just kind of, hey, what you watching tonight? I'm watching the Nationals tonight. Why? Because Scherzer's pitching. He's that guy for Mm -hmm. me. He's so entertaining. He is so good, and he's just a red ass, too, on top of it. And I like, there's some guys that, for whatever reason, have the same kind of personality, but they rub you the wrong way. With him, though, I think it's incredibly endearing. Yeah, no, I'm a fan, Trent. I'm a big fan of his. And he's going to use this as motivation, no sure doubt. He is. Look, Garrett Cole's terrific. He has, hasn't lost since May. Um, one of the ESPN analytical guys, a longtime analytical guy, I wish I could think of his name, he did his top five pitchers in baseball. Um, um, James. Bill James? Oh, okay. Bill yeah. James. Yeah. Cole Verlander, Scherzer, DeGrom and Strasburg. Those are his top five. This is a, this is a guy that's known to do this type of things, right? He's mm-hmm. a, he's an historian. So four of his top five pitchers will pitch in the next two nights. <laughs> As a sports fan, I mean, how good is that going to be for us, right? Love it. Absolutely love it. But, Those... So back to my original question. Why can't the Nationals win? And what price would I get if I took them? I mean, I'm not going to be. It's not an overwhelming price, or is it? Pretty significant. Is it 160 I think 180. I th- I've seen it different prices at different shops. It's anywhere Astros minus 220 and then plus 200 on the other side. Most of are about Astros minus 200 and about plus 180. You can get the natties at. So if you're throwing out Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, mm-hmm. Sanchez, wouldn't you be tempted? I think so. You've got six days rest. The bullpen, okay, the bullpen's not a, a strength by any means. I'm not sure the Astros is either. I think you can get to Osuna. Right now at William Hill, uh-huh. Natty's plus 190, minus 220 for the Strohs. Wow. That's a good price. That's a really good price. That's bigger than I thought it would be. So with that, with, with that kind of, aren't you tempted? I mean, don't you have to take the... I mean, when are you going to get the Nationals in a World Series with, with, with that kind of money, with that starters up front? You're not going to get that. So what do you do? Do you do... You do what, so it's, it's, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, break... Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday. So why can't 
Scherzer go go Saturday instead of one five? Why couldn't he go one four? I think seven? he can. I mean, this this happened. This was commonplace back in the day, and I'm not talking that far back mm-hmm. in the day. No, I mean, no. my memory bank obviously goes back to the '80s, 1987 mm-hmm. Twins World Series. It was Viola one four and seven. Mm-hmm. Mickey Lola just one of my first one, 1968 against the Cardinals and Bob Gibson. The year Denny McLean won 31. Mickey Lolich. Games two, five and seven? Really? He was the MVP. Yeah. He was only going to start game seven. He's only going to pitch a couple of innings. I think he went the distance. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Morris, 91. Jack Morris, 91. Went 10, went scoreless. 10. In game seven after pitching his games one and four. So if I talk to you into dipping into your account a little bit, are you, are you going to take that? Yes, I, I am. And well, I'm Who also, are you betting? Are you going to bet the series? I will bet, yes, I will bet the Nationals in the series just because the price is right at plus 190. Mm-hmm. I think there's you too much value to. there. Same thing in game one tonight. Scherzer, plus 180. Plus 180. Hmm. Look, it's not like the uh, the Astros tore the cover off the ball no. in, in the ALCS. Outside of Altuve, Brantley, as a whole, this offense mm-hmm. wasn't great the first two rounds. It was okay, but it wasn't Better great. against Tampa than it was against Atlanta. Oh. I mean, uh, than the Yankees. Yeah, that's fair to say. And I, with, think, the, I think the Nationals can win it. I'm right there with you. They can win it. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a shock. It wouldn't be we come in here the day after the clincher and say, how Why did aren't that you happen? wearing your Expos cap, by the way, today? I know oh. you got your Twins cap on. I thought you'd... I, I know. I need to... Uh, well, after after I fire this bet, I'm definitely going to be pulling it out <laughs> this afternoon. The hat, you mean. Yes. yes. Right. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll... Um, we're going to hear from Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. We're going to get back into the NFL, do a good segment uh, with Frank Schwab. We'll run Adam Schefter's theory by him, see if he's buying into that at all. But to answer your question back to where we started the segment, Texans, Colts, I'm not as sold on the Chiefs as I was earlier. Concerned about the defense? Yep, yep. Mahomes will be back. Mahomes will be back. They got to do something, and I don't know what kind of cap space that they've got. I don't think they have a ton. I don't think there's much flexibility. So Veach is kind of hamstrung a little bit, right? Um, yeah. Anyways, we'll talk to Frank Schwab coming up next. Trent and I are here until noon. We've got uh, uh, Scott Miller's going to join us. Bleacher Report. We'll do a long segment on the World Series at eleven sharp, eleven twenty. We're going to talk college basketball. Rob Doster, NBC Sports. He's part of that uh, pro football talk umbrella type of thing. Uh, NBC Sports purchased all of those uh, talks. Florio made a killing on it. Good for him. And has, has turned that into a given up his legal career and has done a um, he's doing really well for himself. Let's put it that way. But Trent, it's time to put another thousand dollars in somebody's bank account, your bull bankroll, your sports wagering account, or wherever you can use that thousand dollars. Simply text the keyword "freeze" to two hundred two hundred right now. That's freeze. To 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Uh, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, joins us to talk NFL when uh, Trent and I continue. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Wow. Welcome back. Miller 
Morgan, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. The Fighting Illini didn't back down this past week. The reason I say so, and I don't want to start this little interview off on the wrong foot, I don't know, you might hang out by this. (laughs) Because I do want to talk NFL with him, so I'm going to risk it, but Frank... Man, that was, uh, as, a, as a Badger alum, that, that had the sting. I mean, obviously in advance. And, and us as college football fans, you know, kind of lost a little bit of the luster on Ohio State, Wisconsin. I still hope it's going to be a big game. But, uh, boy, I didn't see that one coming, Frank. I'm assuming it's the same uh, boat uh, you're in, right? Yeah, you, know, you don't expect to lose as 31-point favorites to anybody. That's that's a blow. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one to bounce back from. And, it's funny, like, I, the whole game, I'm just thinking, uh, well, this is kind of an ugly performance. And then the moment Cone threw the interception, yeah. it was like, oh, wow, they're going to lose to Illinois. It was, yeah, it's, it's college football for you. It's, you know, yep. <laughs> if, you, if you have hopes of being good, you have no margin for error, and you can't lose with 31-point under, underdog either. So, yeah, really, really brutal performance there. So do you, do you think that the doors open a crack now in the Big Ten West? A lot of folks here want to be like, Minnesota still hasn't lost yet, so you know they're on top of the division, as you know, but I still think Wisconsin, when it's all said and done, or at least I did think that you know that they were going to prevail. What about you? Did you see, did you see something that you hadn't seen all year up until this point that Illinois found? Not really. I, I think they just hit some. Uh, they hit some plays on the defense. They were able to sustain drives. Haven't seen that a lot. Uh, it was just. I mean, you look back at the game and that they possessed the ball forty-one minutes. Cone was ten of twelve on third down. Uh, they, they, Illinois didn't really. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they hit some big plays, but it wasn't. It, it just. It was just. It's almost at the end of the game. You look back and you say, "How did they lose that? How? How did they? What happened there?" So. I don't think there's anything long-term to be really worried about. It was just a really bad flat spot with them probably looking ahead. You know, uh, as we look back at last night, the Jets went back to being the Jets after one uh, miraculous week against the Cowboys the week before. (laughs) How did they beat the Cowboys? Looking back at that one. But this Patriots team just continues to play at a high level defensively. And it looked to me like Tom Brady, who... And had some rough moments here. He's, even as they'd raced off to 6-0 and and now 7-0 after last night, he hadn't looked great at certain times throughout the year. Boy, it certainly felt like Tom Brady was back in a big way. They get the offense now to go with this defense. You hate to say it, but is this team unstoppable? Yeah, and they had Mohamed Sanu. You know, I mean, to, to add to their receiving core, I don't see who beats them in the AFC. I mean... The world's going through Foxborough. We yeah. already know that. Like, there's no question about that. I guess a healthy Chiefs team would would have the firepower to go in and, and give them a run in, in New England. But this defense is great. I mean, they they're secondary. They're getting career years from multiple guys. They cover so well. They disguise everything. Mm-hmm. And everybody's making a big deal of the Sam Darnold. I'm seeing ghosts, but that's what that's what the that's what the Patriots do to you. They they're there's a veteran group. They've been together, they're really well coached, and they can disguise everything. They can make something look like, hey, we're, we're coming on this blitz right here in this gap, and they back out of it, and they come with something completely different that uh, especially a young quarterback like Darnold just isn't ready for. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a talented defense. It's obviously playing as a great unit right now. The sum is greater than the parts, I think. And then the offense is good. Like, it's just... 
It's almost like unless there's a, there's a ton of injuries or just a huge upset, yeah, the Patriots go to the Super Bowl. I don't know <laughs> if they're going to win necessarily because there's a lot of good teams in the NFC, but it's hard to see anybody in the AFC really even uh, even coming close. I think in my, my power rankings today, my second AFC team was probably eighth or ninth. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like it's like the Patriots, a bunch of NFC teams, and then kind of okay, here's the second best AFC team, whoever that is. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, Frank, and you have them. Uh, you have the Chiefs. Um, no, you have the Bills at six. Bills six, Chiefs seven, yeah, Baltimore. Even, I don't know that I believe that. I don't know that. I mean, you got to <laughs> kind of put them there because of their record. Yeah, Honestly, the Bills. The Bills have trailed in the fourth quarter to the to the uh, Bengals and the Dolphins mm-hmm. this year. Home, like, yeah. are they that good? Like, uh, maybe, but but I'm not. I, let me put it this way: I don't think you're going to Foxborough in January and going to win a game. No, I'm with you. Uh, here, the team that you have eighth is the team that I'm buying a little bit of stock in, and you know, John Harbaugh seemed like his uh, the end of the the end of his time in Baltimore was coming to an end. I don't know where you were when they drafted Lamar Jackson in the first round. I think he was 22nd or somewhere in that neighborhood overall. Like, I know he had the Heisman credentials, but he's a college quarterback. That is game's not going to translate to the NFL. At least that was my take. Um, John Harbaugh deserves some Coach of the Year love right now, midway through the season. Lamar Jackson is having an unbelievable season. What he did last week, might it be Baltimore, Frank, that... Um, I mean, it would be an upset, clearly, but might Baltimore be the team that emerges out of the AFC? And we'll see that game for the first time in two weeks. Baltimore on a, a bye. They come back and host New England in two weeks. Yeah, really interesting game. It just seems like New England's defense can make life really difficult on Lamar. I mean, just you, you think about it, and it's just the type of thing where Belichick is going to come up with a decent plan for that. Mm-hmm. But. And there's no fluke. I mean, uh, the, Lamar Jackson's a really good football player, and I think it's an interesting uh, kind of approach they've taken. Every other team, you know, they get the, the quarterback, and you treat it as gold almost. You don't want to put him in harm's way. You don't want to shorten his career. Lamar Jackson is not going to have a long career playing this way. But for, I don't know, five, six, maybe seven years, he's going to be – one of the most unstoppable guys in the NFL. And I think the Ravens have kind of just decided on that trade-off, right? Like, they they run him like a running back, and they've just kind of decided, this is the way we're going to win games. This is the way we're going to play. We're going to be a, a championship contender. Our window's not going to be until Lamar Jackson's 36 years old, but our window is going to be open for a few years. I, I think it's very fascinating. I, I It'll be interesting to see if any other team tries to do this. They they do have the fifth year option on Lamar, like you said, he was a he was actually thirty second pick of that draft, and you get you basically get five years out of Lamar, and then what do you do? I don't know if he's going to be necessarily the hundred forty million dollar contract extension guy, but I think you know the the Ravens have decided we're going to win with this guy right now. He's a dynamic, unique talent. Maybe other guys, other teams decide, hey, it's hard to find the next Aaron Rodgers, but maybe we can find the next Lamar Jackson. Look at the college landscape. There are guys who can play that way and be dual threat guys. It's it's just a fascinating experiment and a fascinating team, and I, I really enjoy watching them. Here closer to home, the Bears, a devastating performance against the Saints. They get blown off the field. Mitch Trubisky, late in the game, put up some numbers, but before the garbage time, he was nothing short of awful. They have a quarterback problem, and it's starting to feel much like Jacksonville last year where the Blake Bortle situation was untenable, and the defense, once they gave up a couple scores, knew it was over. Feels like the same thing is happening in Chicago. Your take. It really does. I mean, look, Mitch did some good things last year. Let's not forget, 
no matter what we think of how he got in or, or the Pro Bowl in general, Mitch Trubisky was in the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, he was, at very least, promising. Like, I didn't necessarily think he had arrived or he's going to be great, but I was like, uh, okay, well, this is this is a fine growth year for him in his development and his career. And then this year has just been this massive step back. He he looks like he has no confidence in the world. He looks it, it, – I don't think Matt Nagy's helping him. The running game isn't helping him. I think teams have decided we're just going to, hey, you're going to have to beat us in the pocket. You're not going to beat us with your legs and kind of open things up. And, and he's really struggled with that. I think he's struggling with reads. When he does make the right read, he's just been inaccurate, almost like he's pressing that way. Just bad. And you know what? I, I was really – it was shocking to me, you know, seeing some of the – they seem to have rabbit ears over the this criticism about them. Matt Nagy, two straight days, is just – Getting on the media about negative coverage. Well, what are you supposed to be? He right. was awful. Like that's this is ridiculous for for a head. You don't see Bill Belichick caring about this stuff or John Harbaugh or any any of the kind of elite coaches worrying about. Oh, you guys are going to be negative now. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be negative when your team you know basically gets blown out by the Saints. And then you know Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson are, are finding guys on Twitter to kind of yell at them about stuff. And what's going on with this team? It just seems like. Yeah, you know, everything was good for them last year. The ride was very easy. Everything was positive until the playoff loss, of course. And now they're facing some adversity, and they're just melting down. It's really kind of honestly troubling that you know at the first sign of something going bad, that everybody it just seems like like they just have no leadership right now. I really like it's disappointing to hear Matt Nagy just be so like worried about what the media is going to say about his team. Why don't you fix the running game? Why don't you fix your quarterback? Like, it's just, it, it just worrying about the wrong thing. Uh, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com is our guest. Frank, uh, anxious to know if you heard from uh, you heard Adam Schefter's take last night uh, regarding Tom Brady. His contract's up. He can get out of it this after this coming year. They're selling the house. They're selling property in New York. The, the, the theory is, and you know, I can buy it a little bit, is Brady wants to see if he can win without Belichick, and Belichick kind of wants to see if he can win without Brady. I mean, what else have they got to do? There, there's really no more challenges other than rinse and repeat. Does that make sense to you that Brady would entertain finishing his career in a different uniform? It doesn't to me. I, I mean, I guess on one hand, he, as a competitor, as a guy who rightfully has an ego that he's going to think, I want to go win somewhere else. Do we really, like, I, look, I, I really like Tom Brady. I think I think Tom Brady has the greatest NFL resume of all time, et cetera, et cetera. He's probably going to go down as the greatest NFL player of all time. Do we really think he's going to go somewhere like Denver and win a championship at age 43? I just, he's in this great situation, and the wall's going to hit him pretty hard. Does he really want to beat Joe Namath with the Rams or Johnny Unitas with the Chargers? Like, I just... Why? It just doesn't make logical sense to me that a guy who is in this great situation where he could just keep winning championships and mm-hmm. is in this great system would go anywhere else. Like, especially at this age, maybe if he was thirty-five. Okay, there's still some time there. There's not a lot of time for him anymore. I just, it struck me as very odd. Like, yes, his contract's expiring. Uh, technically, he could go somewhere else. I just don't see what the point. And the, from the Patriots side of it. They're gonna go with Jared Stidham. Like I, oh, they don't have anybody in the pipeline. They traded Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, so there's no rush for them to start the next era. They have nobody really who, who impresses me that much. So I just don't get it from either side. I, uh, I'm sure that you know it, it is technically possible, but I'd be, I'd really be shocked if we see like 
with Tom Brady at the Bears next year. I, okay, I, I, I guess. Like, maybe he could win there, but maybe he would go out, you know, like, again, Franco Harris with the Seahawks or Tony Dorsett with the Broncos. Like, does he really want to do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Last thing for you, Frank Schwab. For the Vikings fans that are listening in, we carry Vikings football here and will Thursday night uh, with the Vikings and the Redskins. All right, what do we make of Kurt Cousins after, you know, two seemingly, um, after the apology came and a little mea culpa, looked really good against the Eagles. All right, go on the road and prove it to me. Well, he went on the road and he proved they had a really good game against the Lions. Where are we on Kurt yeah. Cousins at this point, Frank Schwab? I mean, at very least, we've got to say he's hot. Like, I don't know if he's good, but, you know, we've seen Kurt play this way in stretches. He He's not incapable. We, we all know that. It was just... Can he do this against the best defenses? Can he do this consistently? Can he kind of lift his teammates up a little bit? We've seen that the past years, and I think the coaching staff deserves credit too. I think Mike Zimmer realized this offense is just—we're playing 1982 football right now, and it's you know it's fine, but we need to open things up a little bit here. I think they've done that. They've gotten Diggs more involved. He's made some big play stealing too. I, I just think it's been an overall kind of you know three weeks ago we we're all talking about. Diggs wanted to be traded, and Thielen was unhappy with the offense. I, I think that that all kind of resonated with the Vikings. Give them credit for kind of paying attention and not being stubborn. I, I think that they look different. They're playing different. You have to kind of you, – you just can't be a grinded, a grinded out team and have a high ceiling. This team does have a high ceiling now. This, this is the one team – you know, I do obviously just talk about power rankings. I do power rankings. The one team that I think, boy, maybe I have them really way too low as the Vikings because – if you look, yeah, they, they did have their issues against the Bears and whatnot, but the past three weeks, they've looked like a championship team. They they look like they have that ceiling. I've been very impressed. And, you know, we're all still worried about Kirk Cousins. They could be the, the Super Bowl, and we'd be like, oh, can Kirk Cousins play well against a good team? <laughs> but I think that he's, he's shown some things the past few weeks, and getting some confidence and the guy's confidence in him and coach's confidence in him, this is all going to pay off for the Vikings, and they kind of get a bye week this week. So it's it's great for them. To, you know they're they're just stacking up wins and keeping pressure on the Packers. And all three of the divisional games they've played so far have been on the road, so all three of the teams have to come yeah. uh, to the Twin Cities. Frank, great stuff. Uh, good luck to your Badgers this week as they try and get back yeah. in the win column. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Talk you, to you Frank. in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it, bud. That sounds good. Yep, sounds good. Take care. Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. Vikings, real quick, Trent. Yes. Uh, he's right. This is essentially a bye week. Mm-hmm. But then three out of their next four on the road at Chiefs, at Cowboys. At Chiefs without Mahomes? Maybe. Maybe. Without Mahomes. That's the talk right now. You're more Packers optimistic than I am, it sounds like. Well, I just, I mean, Mahomes wants to play. Yeah, this year he's, 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 well, he's true, um, and he's not going to play against the Packers. I he think did, the he Packers sprained an ankle, mm-hmm. dislocated his knee. There was kneecap, right? But apparently he's. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, all right. So say you're right uh, against the I mean, the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. That's tough. Come home to face the hapless Denver Broncos. That's kind of another buy. And then at Seattle. And a real bye week before that Seattle game. And a real bye week before the Seattle. So three out of the next four on the road at Chiefs, at Cowboys, and then Seahawks. It's a pretty good stretch. It is. That's a tough stretch. We will know more about Kirk Cousins because if you look at these three games, the Giants won. The Giants are terrible. Awful. It was road, but still. Mm -hmm. The Eagles game. Look at what the Eagles did then a week later against the division foe. Stunk the joint out. And I thought they'd win. I picked them. 
And the Lions coming off that devastating loss on I Monday night. I thought that they were going to be the... I was There's no you. way they're beating the Lions. Okay, they crushed them. Lions are terrible defensively. Yeah, I know that Patricia's a defensive guy, and he's got the pencil in his ear and the backwards ball cap, but their defense is awful. And without Darius Slay, who, again, he left the game... He was in and out, yeah. yeah. That's a really bad defense. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, just look at the numbers. The Lions are a bad defensive team. We'll see. The Vikings are a good defensive team. They are. I want to see Cousins against somebody... With the pulse. So which of those three? At Seahawks? At Cowboys? At Cowboys. Cowboys at Cowboys. Yeah. Sunday Night Football, 10th of uh, November. But the Cowboys, I still can't trust as far as I can How throw them. How did the Jets beat them? You watched last I, night. I, How did that team beat the Dallas Cowboys two weeks ago? I watched the game. I still don't know. That's crazy. How did Illinois beat Wisconsin? <laughs> Sports, that's how. Uh, 10 to 11. We'll uh, take a quick timeout, come back and finish up the hour. We're going to talk World Series Game 1 and a preview of the series with Scott Miller Bleacher Report to lead off the 11 o'clock hour. Then we're going to spend some time talking college basketball with the season on the horizon. Rob Doster, national writer for us. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Big 10 and the Big 12. By the way, Iowa State had their secret scrimmage this past weekend. Against the Gophers. And Gophers, pounded Gophers pounded them. Gophers pounded them. Uh, was a Minnesota team that is not anticipated to be very good. It's going to be a long winter in Ames. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm not going that right road. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.org. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Condon, final couple of minutes. Apparently some people didn't hear me say I was kidding that it's going to be a long winter in Ames based on that scrimmage. <laughs> didn't like that, huh? No, not according to my Twitter. Um, they're going to Don't be fine. you love that? No, I do, actually. It means yeah. people are listening. Yes, yes. And I appreciate that. We do. Well, and people are listening earlier. A couple NFL notes uh, before we get into college hoops next hour and, and some baseball on the NFL. First, we were talking about the Chiefs and making a move and helping out that defense mm-hmm. and giving Veach, Veach some options. Yeah, and do they have cap space, right? Can they do they it? They have the eighth most cap space in the NFL. Right now they do? $22 million in cap well, space. What are they waiting for? Their window's open. Absolutely. The time I mean, the is division now. stinks. Guess who has the most cap space in the NFL? The most cap space in the... Um, it's a team we talked about in the AFC. Oh, a team we actually... So I was going to say the Bengals. We certainly didn't talk about them. <laughs> no, they're uh, kind of middle of the pack. They don't have Colts got all of Lux money back. Forty-two million dollars in effective cap space available. The Browns are second. Browns NFL made a big mistake on the Browns. They, did, they, they, did. they bought in. They're always aren't they on primetime this Sunday? Yes. Good God, they stink. Is it this Sunday? What do we get? Monday night is like Dolphins. It's something. Yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah, yeah, because you know I. It's funny you mentioned that. Dolphin I didn't. Steelers. They said it at the very end of the broadcast, almost as they were sounding signing off last night. Because and if they did, they might have previewed it, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. But usually, you know. And here's the other thing: these two guys. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. In a blowout game, Tessator and Booger cannot carry it. Right. They can carry. They can carry a football game. But in a blowout where you're looking for Phil and look, you have to entertain a little bit because the goal is to keep the audience. Not good. It wasn't good last night. So the Browns are the late afternoon window against the Patriots. So what's Sunday night football? Uh, Packers Chiefs. Of course, yeah, yeah, Packers Chiefs. But late afternoon, I'm sure nationally, most everybody will get Browns Patriots ready for the clubbing there. One other note mm-hmm. in the NFL. You know the AFC uh, playoffs are set. We know the six teams. The AFC playoffs are set. Division winners, Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, Colts. 
Your wild cards, Bills, Texans. Who else is jumping up to be a playoff team? You're going too fast. (laughs) Who who else is going to be a playoff team, though? The... Well, the Texans are going to get a card. They're in. Bills are going to get a card. Those, yep. The Raiders, Jags, Titans, Browns, Steelers. Any of these teams going to be playoff teams? Chance, it's week seven. The six are set in the AFC. (laughs) It's not crazy. Week seven. Nah, not nuts. 11 o'clock hour next. World Series and college basketball talk. Miller and Condit till noon. 1460 KXNO.